We have uh, the manager of our hotel, and uh, Mike's going to interview him now and tell you like what's happening. This is Michael Nesmith, and I'm sitting here with. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm kind of in a rough spot here. I don't know your name, sir. Uh, my name is Merton Krantz. Mert, Mr. Krantz. Mr. And, and uh, you work for Dell uh, Webb, is no, that right? That's right. He's also a very good friend of mine. Mr. Webb put me in charge of the uh, Mount Shallow Hotel, and there's been a little trouble, confusion. There's a bit of trouble this morning. Well, right uh, now, it's going on terrible. Well, uh, I see. Um, can you can you tell me exactly what kind of trouble it is? Uh, I, well, yes, Mr. Nesmith. Well, um, Mr. Nes Myth, Nesmith. Nesmith. Ne mm -hmm, Nes Nesmith, Mr. Nes Krams. Nesmith. No, it's Krams. Nesmith. Oh, no, it's Krams. My name's Krams. No, my name is Nesmith. Oh, your name is Nesmith. My name is Clarence. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's well, right. as I was saying, sir, <clears throat> uh, you made an announcement on the radio station. There was a party here at the hotel, and I'm, 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 uh, Mr. Webb called. Uh, he was listening in Paris, and he called and said, I should uh, cancel the party. There, there is no party at the hotel, and you've got to tell these kids to get out of the pool and uh, to stop carrying on around here. Oh, well, because it's just terrible. I mean, it came down. Uh, well, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no party tonight at all. I'm well, sorry. Mr. Krantz. We have older people. Well, Mr. Krantz, let me. Sir, excuse me if I could interrupt you just a moment. Sorry, we certainly uh, do understand that you uh, have these people here that you've got to take care of, and and we want to be good clients for you. I, I think that we will be, will will be. Uh, can, as a matter of fact, uh, have you tallied our bill at all? Do you do you know exactly what it's coming to? Yeah, it's coming quite a bit of money. Yes. <laughs> how how much uh, would you say it is? Well, we're so we're, we're charging you. Uh, <clears throat> let me see now. Uh, you have the 19 suites on the third floor, and then uh, this afternoon you used that little go kart and you ran into the pool. That was another 740 dollars. And then uh, it was, uh, well, is it, you know, we're, we're making uh, some money. Uh, you're, yes, you're a good parent. I would say, as a matter of fact, that uh, if, if you really tallied it up, we've, we've spent right at five or $6,000, haven't we? Yes, and uh, that... For one day's lodging, we've spent about five or $6,000, yeah, right? Probably something like that, yes. Uh -huh, and uh, Mr. Krantz, uh, we're just having... Hey, I have a marvelous idea. Yes? Let's throw a party for your fans. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Krantz. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Ed Roberts with a reminder that Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us, along with their guest Chuck Carter, as we continue our look at the history of the Monkees and their impact on the worlds of music and television. Chuck wrote, Hey, Hey, We're the Monkees, the acclaimed documentary that originally aired on the Disney Channel. Daydream Believer. Now, uh, about five or ten years after the Monkees version, Anne Murray did a cover. That's which, right. Which, which is quite a good cover. That is a good one. It's, yeah. and it, she doesn't try to replicate the Monkees. She does it as Anne Murray, and she right. had a top 40 hit, as I That's recall. Right. That's right. And, that, and when they toured, um, that was always one of the highlights. I thought when, when Mike rejoined them, mm. And they, oh yeah, I, I thought the way they handled Daydream Believer was very cool. Yeah, and so 
Davy passes, and Mike finally decides he wants to go back on the road. A little late, but he did. So they toured, and I saw that show, I think at the Greek or whatever, and it was really good because I miss Davy too, of course, because he's the showman. But there was Nesmith, and they did a lot of the Nesmith songs, and Mike still sounds the same. Yes, he does. Certain singers, old singers, uh, still have their voice. Howard yeah. Kalin of the Turtles sounds the same when he sings Happy Together. Mickey sounds pretty close to how he did. Yeah. So they came out, and I, I was thinking, okay, they usually end the show with Daydream Believer. How are they going to do it? And they pulled a fan out of the show and let them sing it. And at that show at the Greek, uh, I felt sorry for the, the lady because she'd never been on stage in her life. And all of a sudden she's on stage and there's <laughs> looking at her and there's a loud band and a din, a din, a din, oh, I could hide neath the wings. But it was great. And everybody sang along and cried and they had videos of him. And it was, mm. it was really a wonderful homage. What I was thinking, because I had seen a YouTube video, the same thing where they pulled somebody. Yeah. But they pulled this girl and very pretty girl she's wearing the shirt and she's wearing the wool cap she's oh, wow. wearing like daisy duke oh. and she perfectly mastered davy's dance move oh, in oh, that cool. song yeah. so she wasn't really big on the singing part but it I didn't mean, matter i it, saw it, that it was, too it was like I saw that too. the audience was a sing-along yeah but she you know first of all it, it didn't hurt that she was gorgeous yes but she she mastered the dance moves and, and everyone went that, crazy yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. But I was just like somebody that young who is probably young enough see, to be there, there Mike's granddaughter there at this go. point. There you go. And just you know, and obviously you know, if you have the shirt and you have a a replica, you're a fan. No, that's <laughs> cool. But see, that's the and thing. And you can't find you, you. That has to be custom made. Yeah. I can't imagine you. Can it's hard to that. find the hat. I had to have mine made when I did the the tribute band. But yeah, that's that's true. And you know that it just. There's something about it, and I, I, the best I ever saw them in concert was in 86. They, at the end of the tour, they were playing the Greek theater, and I had a ticket real early, mm -hmm. and there were n rumors that Nesmith was going to show yeah. up for it. So the minute they hit the stage, just like that whole long tour, everybody stood up for the entire show, screaming, hollering, dancing, mm -hmm. yelling, and there was old and young and everything in between and going crazy. And I looked around, and I went, isn't this something that – in all these age groups here, there's so much love for the group, and they were pushing hard. And then near the end, out comes Colonel Sanders. Excuse me. <laughs> in his white outfit. And, you know, listen to the band. Hey, hey, mercy. They went berserk. Yeah. I thought they were going to tear down the theater. And I just went, okay, sorry, snobs. This is, well, not sorry snobs, on the snobs. <laughs> yeah. This is good. This is real. They're great performers. Yeah. And the audience loves them, and they moved them. Yeah. Okay? And that's what's mm -hmm. cool. And you can't do that if you're just a pre No, absolutely form. not. Absolutely not. You know, absolutely I mean, it, if you're able to continue to touch uh, a core group 40, 50 years after the fact, if you're able to connect with a new generation, mm -hmm. three generations of of music listeners, lovers, aficionados. I mean, you're doing something right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's funny, when they put together the Blu-ray set, which came mm -hmm. out a few years ago, they did extensive uh, fixing of some of the prints. Some of the prints had gone red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they spent a lot of money to clean them up, and they look beautiful. Yeah. But again... A lot of TV shows are reissued, and they don't do anything except yeah. reissue them. And you get a bad print, or it's splicey, or third generation, or whatever, a muffled soundtrack. 
they went the extra mile. And this is Andrew Sandoval, uh, and and just really made them look good. And they look good. It's kind of like Batman when that finally came out is so beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. primary mm-hmm. colors. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like three D mm-hmm. high def almost. Mm-hmm. The monkeys look the same. Or their show, yeah. you know. And so that was great. And again, the reviews, for the most part, whether they were on blogs or, or magazines or whatever, loved it. So still good. What are your thoughts on Good Times, the album they released about a year ago? Well, I'm glad they did one. I thought they had a lot of good writers and producers, and they duplicated 60 sounds a lot on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Davy track, I'm sorry there wasn't more of him because there were some other outtakes or they could have done something. But I thought it was good. And again, massive appeal, massive, at least really good sales, or whatever the sound charts are mm-hmm. that they, they do now, whatever yeah. that is. Uh, it really registered and it sold well. And had a couple of videos and the whole thing. One so, of the videos, yeah. the, the video to She Makes Me Laugh, they did it. You, you, you guys have probably seen it. They did it as a sort of semi-comic book come to life of the four of them as if they were doing an episode. And, uh, and that kind of speaks to what you said earlier, Chuck, in that what makes the monkey music different is the show and mm-hmm. it evokes images of the show or you connect certain episodes or certain video moments to that that's song right. and that's what keeps it and, and that's what made them unique that's right no and, it is and prior to that i'm trying to think the only other group that was sort of like them was paul revere and the raiders mm-hmm. which was a, a great group and they were on a five time a week afternoon show where the action is for dick clark uh-huh. and they wore revolutionary war uniforms and and had hits but they would do funny sketches where they would be dressed as cavemen at the la zoo or something and would joke around so they were kind of doing it but they were afternoon in black and white video yeah. the monkeys were color prime time yeah mm-hmm. and right when the rate the monkeys hit big and the raiders were about to make a color feature film three of them left and it it wobbled the same. Oh, wow. yeah and they kept going but it just didn't I remember in the 80s when I lived in Lake Tahoe, they were always playing Harris. Right, yeah, and, and later the, became yeah. a very popular touring band. But they kind of combined the comedy antics with the rock band. But the Monkees had primetime color. Plus, you got to remember, too, and you all know this being TV historians, mm-hmm. 1965 into 6 is when the price of color television sets has dropped. Mm-hmm. So they're we're, available. They're yeah. available. We're up until the early 60s. They were still kind of expensive. If, if you were not a wealthy kid, it was always the kid down the block that nobody liked who yeah. had money, who you went down to watch the show in <laughs> or color. You went, you went to the TV store. Or you went color, to the yeah. TV store. Right, right. But now color, 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 color. And the Monkees is a very colorful color show. No. It really yeah. is. I mean, the, the cinematography or the lighting is just first class. You look at so many shows when you're talking about that, and there's, I think more with the variety shows, like that. yeah, we get it, you're in color. <laughs> right. Because it's like we have to have every color Orange, in the spectrum. Green, yeah. Bright, bright turquoise and, ties. You know, and I think you know, the Monkees were like, yeah, great. They had the, the red shirts, and, right. and they had the look, and, and I think Batman also would be another great yeah. example of yeah, that. Yeah, Batman looks incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. But it wasn't like... They're they're doing quality work. They're not selling color TV. Yeah. No, <laughs> you I look I, at the I, variety yeah. shows. They're selling the no, color no, TV. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, and going absolutely. back, to, the music sounds clean. I mean, the, the soundtrack of, of the 
Blu-ray print is very good. I mean, oh yeah, music, no, no, stunning. Because yeah, some of the episodes, like the Paris episode, the beginning and end where they're on the set looks very, you know, in the syndication package anyway. Yeah. Very, yes, it did. That, it, it that very. Um, that was yes, that was a different source. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but there's two things we haven't covered. I think are very important. One, the monkey mobile. Okay. And two, Jimi Hendrix. And head. And head. Okay, okay three, so three. three things. Yeah. So you want to take the monkey mobile? No, I, I, I to get take, to take. You yeah, get to take the monkey mobile. Man, yeah. You're, you're, right. you're the guest man. I guess I am. I, tells I, me you've, well, you've I touched I, it. I have touched it. Yeah. I have. T- I've seen I, it beyond glass. Yeah, and, uh, the, and and here's the weirdest thing: the monkey mobile. George Barris made it. Yeah. And he's out, or he was out in North Hollywood. He made the Batmobile and the Munster coach, and you know all yeah. those kind of things. So they feature the monkey mobile in early publicity shots. I think it might be in the pilot. And then they never used it again in the show. It hardly ever appears again. It's the weirdest thing. They sent it on tour. So it's weird. You know, it's like Elvis's gold Cadillac went Mm -hmm. on tour. You didn't see Elvis, but you could go and pay a dollar and see the monkey mobile. Yeah. Odd. But it it really works well. And it's so funny when in 1995... At the Hard Rock Cafe in Hollywood, uh, there was a, an event with the four of them. Mm-hmm. Harold Bronson and Rhino did it. They were all going to get gold albums, so all four of them were going to show up. I was there, of course, and everybody was going crazy and this and that. So they wanted to bring the Monkey Mobile there, okay, and park it in front. Mm-hmm. And apparently it hadn't run in a while, and it was spewing so much dirt and oil oh. and smoke oh. out of the back. Oh. <laughs> you know, and it sort of got there. But, it, you know, chihuahua, you know, all this smoke and everything. But they came out and posed by it, and I went up there. Oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, just, it was exciting. Yeah, you're right. I only remember, I think there was in one episode, they're driving through Toluca Lake. Barely. And they never was, used it. And yeah. I, I never they, asked any they were, of them they why. Used, they used it a lot of in stock footage. No, they did. Yeah. They yeah. did. Or, or, or it's funny, in the Kellogg's commercials, you see them. K-E-L-L-O-G. Kellogg's best to you. They did sell a toy, right? A die-cast replica of the Monkey Mobile. Well, yes, that's true. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. There was a lot of merchandising on the monkeys. There's a great book. I can't remember the title of it. But it shows all the various things. They had their own clothing line, which they hated. And they had every conceivable toy or this or that or dolls or little cars or coloring books or all this kind of stuff. Lunchboxes. Lunchboxes. Yeah, lunchboxes. And it was like Batman. There was a lot of merchandising because the powers that be went, (gasps) and they thought back probably at the Beatles merchandising in 64, which was a lot, or even earlier Elvis uh, toys. Or When my brother and I were kids, we... There's a paperback book called The Monkey's Mod or The Monkey's... Oh, yeah. I think of Monkey's Mod. The Monkey's Mod. And it's a collection of, like, fan magazine stuff, liner notes stuff. Oh, yeah. And original, like, Mad Magazine, like, artwork. And they they would be like a... Did you know that... Uh, when Mike Ness was, was in the Air Force, he nearly totaled an engine's jet and was fired. And there's, and there's this funny picture of a of an Air Force plane, like, upside down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that so, actually he, happened, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, yeah. he talks about that, like, in some of the audition stuff where right. he's Michael yeah. Blessing. I yes. knocked over a, a general's jet. <laughs> Little <laughs> trauma from that incident, I think, that yeah. lingered. But, yeah. yeah. I wish I still had that book. It was a great book. You well, know? at eBay. Hendrix. Well, probably for 500 yeah. bucks. Well, know? I'll see what I can do. 
do. Uh, Chuck Harder is with us, along with Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen, as we devote this hour to the history of the monkeys as part of our remembrance of Michael Nesmith. Michael Nesmith passed away Friday, December 10th at the age of 78. Chuck will perform a Michael Nesmith tune when we continue our tribute here on TV Confidential. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.